Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Playhouse. This is your girl, mother, your whole best friend in your head. And today I'm actually being joined by my lovely producer, Miss Jay Johnson. How are you, my love? I'm happy to have you. I'm happy to talk with you on air, finally. Um, introduce you to the world because uh, you have been working so fucking hard in the background for the podcast. So I'm just so excited to have mm-hmm. you here uh, to talk. Before we get started, let's just like, you know, get to know you and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Jay Johnson, JJ Lovefree, as everyone else seems to remember me by. I'm your favorite top heavy hoe. <laughs> um, I'm a sex worker. I also do NSFW photography, and I just create content. Awesome, and a woman of many talents. Uh, yes, Jay. Jay is a great sex worker. Um, that's how we first started our relationship and getting to know each other. We just got into the new year. It is now 2021. Yes, I, ha- I have, don't have any resolutions <laughs> just yet for myself personally. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it, you know? <laughs> Just trying to make it because obviously I mean, hey, it's the first funny. week of 2021 is obviously 2020 junior. So that's where that's what it's looked like it's headed. <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> for New Year's, um, do you have any whole resolutions? Anything that you maybe have, you know, set forth as a goal for yourself, be it, you know, for your content or just, you know, personally for your sex life? Do you have anything that you kind of want to change your work on? Um, I definitely wanted to just like start creating more diverse content, working with people all over the LGBTQ mm. spectrum, delving more into BDSM, um, just kind of exploring these different avenues that, you know, instead of just being your favorite top right. heavy hoe. Yeah, <laughs> For sure. I think I feel the same way. Um, I know like last year I kind of like took a break or not even a break, but I was just kind of slowed down um, on sex work, especially with my move and everything. Yeah. So I think this year I'm just going to like try to be more consistent. Um, I want to produce better quality of work. So I think that that would be my resolution. Um, I want better mm-hmm. quality work. And, you know, I'm very much so a quality over quantity hoe. So as long as it look good, we good. (laughs) So I think that's my major one. Yeah, just more better quality work um, and more consistency because I know I tend to take weeks off at a time and niggas just gonna have to deal with it because that's that's my business <laughs> yeah it was crazy, it was crazy. Yeah. if you didn't take breaks i don't know who you are you're period i don't who <laughs> how do you do this without like taking a day or three or five you know just, just whatever time you needed everyone exactly. needed to take some time i totally agree you said that you're a top heavy hoe you and me both bitch we already know <laughs> you know we, uh being that we're two big titty bitches <laughs> How big are mm-hmm, you? Mm-hmm. Um, last measurement that I took was a 34L in U.S. sizes. Um, I, I'm trying to figure out like what would be the equivalent. Someone said it was like one watermelon for both my tits together. What kind of watermelon? But <laughs> what kind of watermelon? Watermelons are, are... I'm not wrong, but we're sitting at like a good 25 pounds sure. sitting on my chest. So you know what? Not even. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I'm not even going to go home. <laughs> the other night, I did get drunk, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know what I was doing. I was just lit." Um, and I was like, "Babe, I got a scale in the bathroom. You want to measure how heavy hey. my?" I really did it. And it was like, I think one was I like mean, 10 or 11 pounds. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a mess. I'm a 38-oh the last time I was measured and I desperately need new bras. So oh Lord. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember ever in my life if I had like more than two at a time, like that I could regularly wear. <laughs> that's terrible. I think I had like the most I've had at one time was maybe like four bras to like change out. Oh, They're so expensive. No. We are I, honestly at this point. I'd rather go brawling. I wish I could. I wish I didn't look crazy. Like absolutely, <laughs> I wish I could like maintain my nice shape, you know, without my it's tits winter. Being it's up. winter. Yeah. Pop them sweatshirts on top Period. and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I can't like with the tits. Do you have any like of your um, least favorite parts about your tits? Like, what is your quarrel with that? Do you have any issues with yours? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like, right. right? Like some days I would like to just pop on a bullet with like a blazer and call it a day and walk you out, you yeah. know, but like, like some days when you forget a bra, you'd like to go into like Target and just be like, Ooh, I know they're going to have mm-hmm. my size, but I can't do that. We don't, we don't get the luxuries. I always have to, if I'm packing, that's like the first thing I make yep. sure I pack. Because <laughs> <laughs> Eating suits because like I don't have a choice. If I if I lose one, exactly. I'm screwed. Uh, we are exactly. out of commission. We are not going on this trip. That is not happening. <laughs> We're no. gonna put a pause on everything. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go back home. Like. <laughs> Literally, yeah, stuff like that. It's just like y'all don't understand. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a struggle. You out don't here. understand. Would you ever get a reduction? Um, at this point in time, I want to say mm. no. With an asterisk. Great. Cause like, I think throughout this journey, I'm going to say of sex work, I- I've kind of come to love them a little bit more. Sure. Like, I mean, I've always loved my tits, but like, you know, it's like you could love them more if they were smaller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you were a little bit more um, convenient. <laughs> like just like a, a nice handful is all I want for each really? not two hands per tit. And so lately I've just been like, you know, it's still on my mind. It's still an mm-hmm. option. But it's not the pressing option. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't have to do it. Now, right. <laughs> now I kind of like them. Now you know they are paying yeah. these bills, so we we're we're, we're loving them extremely much oh, right now. Sure. So you're on the you're on the love <laughs> section right now. You can get past the inconveniences because y'all are the breadwinners right oh, now. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel that. <laughs> I definitely feel that. I was like, as far as a reduction, like I know I'm going to need one, especially with us like being in our you know twenties and everything. Like we're still figuring yeah. out if we want families or not. Like so, I know I, eventually I do want kids. So I just can't yeah. imagine my tits being any larger. Like you know, with kids come Ooh. mom bodies, and mom bodies um. include extra hormonal big ass titties <laughs> no thank you for me i like I had a whole system set up i was like bro this is what's gonna happen i'm gonna have my first kid i'm gonna keep my tits but then after i have my first kid i'm gonna chop them hoes off if i decide to have a second or third <laughs> they are getting store-bought titty milk like you can literally buy breast milk like off the interweb somewhere yeah. you can definitely drink karen wow. so you'll be okay like <laughs> you really can but these hoes need to go um, yeah I'm ready <laughs> I'm ready for that <laughs> so how long have you been a hoe and meaning <laughs> how long have you a been promiscuous if you were ever promiscuous I know some people like they're like oh now we're just a sex worker like I was always shy but then I found sex work and I just go went crazy like their sex work was there yeah. like you know so how long have you been a hoe? So I was a late bloomer. Oh. Surprise, surprise. 
So, like, I think because I was a late bloomer, I kind of came out the gate a hoe. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, and I, like, went to a PWI. Mm -hmm. So you're automatically labeled as a hoe as soon as you start hanging out with guys or girls or whatever you're doing. (laughs) And I I never really subscribed to the whole, like, once you start hooking up with one dude, you gotta, you're automatically in a relationship. Which, Which I don't understand how that makes sense, but, like, whatever it's college and so after that uh I kind of took some time I explored into different realms and it was right before my 19th and then uh, I'm 26 now and so it's been a nice fun journey of seven Mm -hmm. years (laughs) that is real good like you're basically like sexual history what do you think constitutes you as being a hoe do you think that just like sexual exploration or is that more just the multi you know like the multiple body count type thing like I feel like everybody has their own definition of hoe yeah it really depends like I've never really thought of being a hoe as a bad thing yeah I I think I automatically was just like you know I'm having sex now Mm -hmm. I'm a hoe (laughs) chilling life (laughs) like anybody who's yeah <laughs> I, I don't really think it's necessarily a bad thing i i think for me all of my friends mm-hmm. are hoes like and i just differentiate the hoes and the sex right the type of hoes you are mm-hmm. and, and the people that are getting exactly. paid for it. that's it we all hoes in, in the long run <laughs> yes <laughs> and we all know that it, dallas definitely solidified <laughs> that she was we were on point with that <laughs> Let's get into the college life. So, you know, especially going to a PWI. So with you going to a PWI, Mm. I went to an HBCU. I want to know, like, what the campus, you know, sex life or campus sex culture is kind of like where you went. I mean, I went to the whitest (laughs) of the whitest. Right. and, and so it was to the point where it's like you kind of automatically knew all the black right. kids within the first five minutes of stepping on campus because you can see <laughs> them throughout. Like you step and you see them all the way. Oh, okay. I right, see you, bro. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, it was very easy for me to play into the whole, oh, I'm the exotic mm-hmm. one. We can get like that's a whole nother conversation about playing into like um, getting used to being the token. Mm hmm. Because that was kind of the entire atmosphere of being on a PWI. Sure. You know, you got frat boys coming up to you being like, oh, I've never been with a black girl before. And let's just say that never succeeded for them. Sure. (laughs) You're off jump fetishizing me. Like, it's really weird. If you ever, like, I have no problem with people wanting to explore. But, like, if you are coming at me because you want to be with a black girl, mm-hmm. uh uh-uh, boo boo, you are not going to be with this woman. Right. Like, I'm not about to be um, your, the foundation <laughs> to be your first. Like, and that's that's all we got going mm-hmm. for us. Like, come on, dog. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like going to a PWI? I, I, well, I know I don't, I don't fuck white men. That's that on that. But <laughs> I, I can't do it. <laughs> so, with that being said, I feel like at a PWI, your options are limited as far as the colors are concerned. Yes. Um, did yes, you fuck are. a lot of white guys? No. <laughs> oh. Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> because they all came. They all came with that that one line, and I was just like, mm, next. Oh, nobody switched. Uh, it well, at least, well, okay. So the white ones that I did fuck were for for fun. Okay. Like we we were getting paid that way. Um, but like by choice, no. The one that I never fucked a white guy on campus. 
just for, for kicks. For free. For the free. Yeah, no, that was not I the know situation. that's right. Um, she said not for the free. That was that <laughs> Have I dated, have I been with white men for free and for kicks because I like mm-hmm. them? Yes. Yes, I have. Uh, but not on hers. <laughs> she said, get it right. No, nah, not them ones. No. <laughs> so that being said, yes, let's yes. get into your sex work background. Where did we start? Where did we first see mm-hmm. JJ Love Free? JJ Love Free is the latest that people have seen. Oh, okay. Um, I actually, yeah, yeah. I actually started out as a sugar baby um, under the Brown Sugar New York uh, title. Mm-hmm. She was fun. <laughs> she actually came out pretty pretty close after I I, I started having sex. Mm-hmm. I want to say like literally at nineteen. Wow! Um, so you knew about sex work and, like right when you started having sex, or you were you did you uh, kind of yeah? Because I I always knew that when I when it came to sex and when it came to like relationships and all this, it, it always had to do with an exchange, mm-hmm. right? If I'm spending my time with you, I always have to have something that's going to come back and benefit me. Right. And especially on campus, like I, I got classes to go to or I could be doing other things. You're going to try and get me to skip class, but like why? Mm-hmm. Make it worth my time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to skip class. Exactly. Um, I started as a sugar baby. I had two sugar daddies at the same time. They paid the bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll get it done. Um, very successful time there and then I took some time off I I kind of delved into the whole tumblr world and you know how tumblr is and I was just kind of posting pictures left and right but I wasn't really Mm -hmm. that serious about it and then after tumblr decided that they were like you know we don't need any more news on on our platform (laughs) and I explored I was like, okay, bye. Um, and so then I went to Twitter and JJ Lovefree kind of really sprouted from there. And I want to say in June is when I officially was like, you know what? I'm going to do this whole OnlyFans and I'm going to do collaborating and actually getting fully paid for all of these right. things. And so now that's beautiful. You really, you literally had an evolution. <laughs> like you, you have oh, yeah. leveled up into new bitches, like a oh, Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, Jay is a Pokemon, you know? So <laughs> you're a sex Pokemon. That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> what what's been your favorite form then? Like what's your favorite type of sex work? Um, so being a sugar baby was super fun, I think, mm-hmm. especially like being on campus and literally leaving for a weekend while my friends were all struggling. I'd be in Myrtle Beach sending my friends Snapchats and they'd all be like, Oh, well, we're in the dorms and it, there's nothing going on. I'd be like, bye. Um, that was super fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I'm really enjoying making content and the, this whole new realm of like photography that I'm trying to get into. Um, yes. Just because I get to be as creative as I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I know I lucked out because I do have a, a good, trustworthy partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and so I, I get to kind of delve into solo work. I get to do partner work and kind of just, you know, really get to explore my own things that I'm interested in. Right. I love the fact that you're also able to combine like your regular, normal, you know, vanilla passions with sex work. Yeah. Um, and that's like, yes. you know, having the best of both worlds. You're like in a in a ball of euphoria whenever you're creating because you're one, you know, you know, you're doing more than one activity that really fulfills you. So that's beautiful. We know that you're even able to get into things like that. You have the the professionalism and the quality to make that bread that makes your content <laughs> even better. 
you know, <laughs> like, yeah, you have real skills, <laughs> real skills. <laughs> On the topic of sex work, this week we were talking about mm-hmm. the most influential, biggest decisions every sex worker has to make. We've all had to be in this position, and that's basically coming to terms with whether or not you want to show face or not, you know, no face, no case. Do I need people to see yeah. who I am? in all of my glory or do y'all just need to see the important bits to get you where you need to go you know so miss jj love free do you show your face in your content or not um yes and no okay um i show my face behind paywalls so if you subscribe to my OnlyFans, you get to see me and and all that kind of situation Mm -hmm. um but like on public spheres then no because gotta pay for it right Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and that that was a personal choice and that's actually a a most recent change um I was really adamant about not showing my face in the beginning because at that point I wasn't really doing full and only sex work until pandemic like everybody Mm -hmm. else right a lot Um, of people yeah And so before that, I was I, I was working in media and marketing and branding for a bunch of different celebrities and artists and all these things. And so I was like, you know, I don't really need to have my face out um, because I don't want it to be something that's going to reflect on my clients, right? Conflict of interest. And you know, exactly, and mm-hmm. I didn't want that to be a thing. I, I it, say, for instance, someone saw it, and I was just like, yeah, right now I'm not in the mood of having to explain that. I know it wouldn't have hurt my job sure but because I, my work stands for itself <laughs> exactly but at the same time I was just like I don't really want to have to go and explain it nonetheless mm-hmm. so at that point I was just like no I'm not going to show my face and then recently I was like you know I, I have such loyal uh, fan base shout out to my Jaguars hey. shout out um, to the team <laughs> right you guys no love to them um, they've been so supportive to me and I was just like you know it's it's like a family back in there yeah like I know them they like some of them are moving and they tell me about the things and I was just like you know I could show my face I feel safe with you and I know I feel you have safe an actual with them relationship or rapport yeah exactly and I was like you know I know I feel safe with them because it, it's been months and no one's leaked any content <laughs> <laughs> sure. I haven't seen myself anywhere else yet <laughs> no one no one said that no one's uh given the secret out so I I appreciate them and I just tell them and I was just like you're paying for it so why would you leak it for someone to get it for free you're just hurting yourself in the long run you made an investment (laughs) (laughs) definitely um well not definitely but I I asked the question on Twitter to our followers Mm -hmm. um and basically the tweet went um when coming into sex work how did you make the decision to remain anonymous or not um and of course we got you know some of the same answers um so the <laughs> the main reason a lot of people chose to show face or you know or chose not to anyway or because of basically of course jobs are like the number one answer like like mm-hmm. you just said, you know, mm-hmm. um, with your clientele, you, you, your personal life and the things that you do and, you know, on, in your spare time should not hinder your livelihood. Um, mm-hmm. And especially with this being a whole nother source of income, you don't want <laughs> your side job to fuck up your full time job exactly. like in any way. So, you know, it makes sense to um, make that choice for yourself as far as a financial um, decision. Because we, we have to keep we have to keep the bills paid at the end of the day. You know, um, a lot of sex workers are, you know, sex work myself. Yeah, I'm a sex worker with a full time job. 
Um, however, what I do, even if I show my face or not, um, that wouldn't affect my job because I'm not, I don't have to be a spokesperson for my company. You know, they don't, they're not going to see me on, on TV. They're not going <laughs> to put me on the flyers and the pamphlets or the, the, the bumper stickers. Like it's not going to be yeah. me. So when I'm, you know, taking a dick down a throat on the internet and it's on Beautiful Twitter for everybody to see at any time. Yeah. Like that's fine because they didn't know that you were talking to me, you know, three o'clock on a, on a Wednesday, like you, you didn't even know. So that, yep. I mean, for me, I know, you know, it didn't, my job didn't, wasn't a really a factor, but I wasn't initially, um, you know, showing face when I first came into sex work because I didn't know how my job, how that was going to go. So especially, yeah. I think Corona really just kind of sealed the deal for me. I was just like, fuck it. Like, I'm at home anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all go get these videos. And I, like I said, I suck a lot of dick. So it's no way that I can kind of get around showing my yeah. face because that's like my thing, you know? I love, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, oh, and, in addition to the jobs, um, there was also a couple of tweets about nosy family members. How do you feel? Do you feel like you didn't even touch on that? So, like, what was your family even in consideration when you were even doing like the sex work as far as being a sugar baby and everything? Like, how was your family reaction to that? So, I, I I'm like ninety percent convinced that like my mom always knew that I was sexually. I think my mother thought that I was sexually exploring before I was actually sexually exploring. And so I was raised in a very religious, very strict household, like most West Indian people. Whole, you gotta keep yourself pure. You gotta keep yourself together. Get your degree. Get get married. Have kids. And but like no one remembers mm-hmm. that like sex is included in that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so so like I never really ever had the sex talk. I gave myself the sex talk. I, I sure. was the one that had to like teach myself about, you know, how to please myself, how to do all of these things. Um, yes, ma'am. Because, <laughs> because there's, there was just so much stigma around explaining sex in the family. Um, there was no trauma. Let's, let's just backtrack mm-hmm. there because for some reason, everyone thinks that all sex workers were involved in trauma to get into it. And there was no Girl. trauma in my family. I, I have a very loving family. They just don't like to talk about sex. Everyone has it. They just mm-hmm. don't talk about it, which I find really crazy. I have been outed in my family as of mm. I was outed by a family member. My mother kind of already knew because my phone bill at the time was being paid by my sugar daddy. So whenever I call certain people, it's his name that pops up because you know how like if you go by like Ooh. the caller ID situation, it's by the person who's right like bills on it and my name isn't on the bill he's paying my phone bill and so like she's just like who's this person I was like oh don't worry about it da, 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 da. like she's mm-hmm. not stupid she knows exactly what's going on but she just never really again doesn't want to talk about this trend like what is going on mm-hmm. I know for a fact if I did have this conversation with her she would view it as me degrading myself but I just simply would question her back and be like what's the problem in knowing my worth mm-hmm. If I know how worthy I am, then why is it such a problem if I have someone paying my bills just to spend time with me? And that's a thing that I am literally setting physical price on myself. And why is that exactly. bothering you? Like, exactly. <laughs> like you're doing it for free. <laughs> 
and I'm doing okay. it and getting Let's treats. talk about it. So really um, I, I'm used to nosy family members. Uh, it's not a thing that I deal with anymore because sure. uh, I've always been the black sheep. They are fully prepared for me to do anything that's not in the whole West Indian norm. And mm-hmm. so for me to do this, it wasn't really shocking. Well, I feel, I'm glad that you're empowered to make those decisions for yourself. Cause you know, a lot of us basically shy away from, you know, basically pursuing what we want to do. Of course. A lot of people want to be sex workers. <laughs> this is the lifestyle that they actually find <laughs> attractive, you know? People want to do this. And then when you're when you're limiting yourself, this is just a passion. Like, you know, it's a hobby. It, it started out as a, po- a hobby for me, to be honest. <laughs> you know? So when, <laughs> when you're doing things like that and then you're, like, limiting yourself and constricting yourself because of the... um the ideas and you know basically judgment of others it's really it really sucks you know because people are one <laughs> fumbling bags no. worried about the, <laughs> the bags worried the about the opinions of other you ain't even getting to the bag and mm-hmm. then secondly you're you know you're limiting yourself in your life in the long run you want to be one of those you know i should have could have would ass niggas you never <laughs> did should just pop that pussy on the camera right quick <laughs> But we also need to remember that <laughs> most people are already recording themselves, right? Like, how many how many nudes have you sent to a man that you were dating before you were a sex worker? How how many Literally. times did you have sex with someone? You're like, ooh, let's pop the camera, let's pop the phone here and and record it. I'm telling um, you, my first month on OnlyFans, it was no new content. It was about <laughs> three years man. worth of shit. I had to get off my phone. That's what it was. So, like, I was just brave enough to put it where everyone can see it rather than it was just on my phone and my camera roll. That was literally it. That's the only difference. Imagine how many celebrity careers would have been saved, quote unquote, if they had released their own nudes and sex tapes on their own situation (laughs) of OnlyFans instead of it, quote unquote, coming out because of paparazzi leaked it, this or that. Like, imagine. Imagine (laughs) if we had, like, celebrity porn sites where celebrities were, like, selling us their sex tapes because people want to see that. Of course. OnlyFans is, like, the closest thing to that. But it's like, you know, what if in, like, whenever Kim and fucking Ray, what is that Kim and Ray J right they had yeah. their sex tape like yeah. what if back when they actually did it they were like yo we're gonna sell this to y'all and y'all could drop it on Pornhub for everybody and then there was we like know a Chris series Jenner was part of what did that <laughs> we know Chris Jenner saw it and she was just like oh most definitely this is how we're going to do it girls this is how we're going to Chris do is super manager mom like she is yeah. the epitome of managerial i don't care if you like the bitch or not that bitch got <laughs> she know how to make up she know how to make a check you gotta give her some you gotta give her some flowers <laughs> you to have to give props, where props to, for to make the best situation out of everything <laughs> everything countless daughters how am i gonna do this all right you i found your nude i found your sex tape Let's do this. <laughs> you you like playing in makeup sometimes and making your lips looking bigger than they would what they really are. So we're gonna make you sell makeup and like <laughs> and then I found like three little non-known boutiques that y'all can steal clothes from all the time. <laughs> so now we have a whole clothes line. Like there we go. the Kardashians Ooh. are menaces. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I mean if we could just get like a porn site with all celebrity content, that would be great. You know, we don't have to worry about y'all charging fifty dollars for us to see Instagram pictures no this is straight up sex (laughs) straight up sex 
with the stars. <laughs> oh my god, y'all better not steal my idea. I swear to God, <laughs> Jay, we got to get some patents going. Right? This is exactly how I feel. But yeah, like I just it it sucks to really limit yourself, you know, because of what others think. Um, because honestly, once you just take that little step, and if you really believe in yourself that much, dog, you don't know how things might end up for you. And especially with sex work, like you're always going to make more than what you started with. <laughs> That's I mean, guaranteed. It's very, it's very few situations do you end up poorer than when you started. Okay. <laughs> very few. There's a, there's a lot of ways to just kind of like navigate, not being like a, looking like an asshole it's in sex work. You want to you get somebody. Um, another reason people are faceless when it comes to sex work was kids. Um. And like I said, I do intend to be a mother someday. So I definitely, definitely get it. Um, oh my gosh. Have you seen like sex workers post their kids where they post their content? No. Thank goodness. No. Girl, why have I? <laughs> I have. I don't know I've how to feel people post their kids and their jobs in the same arena that they're doing their sex work stuff. And my biggest beef with that is one when you're a sex worker and you have a content page, like a content social media page, I feel like that should be run just as if you were selling fucking, you know, flat tummy tea on Instagram. You want to still make sure that it's presentable, um, professional, and, you know, legit. Uh, uh, There's that, but then I'm also (laughs) going to kind of go a little dark here, but, like, everyone has their own kinks and fetishes, right? And when I'm scrolling through timeline and this or that, and I'm getting turned on, I don't want a kid just popping up. For me, I'm not interested (laughs) in children. I don't have, like, the whole, like, fetish to have, like, I'm, pedophilia is not my thing, right? But there are sure. people who do. There are people who do. So when you're scrolling down and you're going through all these different things and a kid pops up, you don't know who's actually going to be attracted by it. So that's the reason why I don't think exactly. that you should be having your kids and your... I understand being open and this and or that. But that's so your many, child. Exactly. There are so many people who a random kid. <laughs> and separate from their content that I think it should stay separate. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I've seen people post their kids and yeah, and like there will be be people in the comments expeditiously talking about some take this down you cannot do this like that is not right and exactly just like you were saying as a sex worker we deal with some weird shit (laughs) we deal with weird shit and I feel like we do the best that we can to try to filter out the weird and unethical and immoral shit um and I know it sounds weird for sex workers to say the word morals but we do have morals (laughs) We still have a right and wrong compass in our heads that say, hey, this is fucked up and should not be on the internet. So when I see shit like that, I'm like, yeah, no, like we, sis, we know you got three kids, dog. Like we don't have to physically see them in your videos. Mm -hmm. I think that there is definitely, there has to be a line of um, separation, uh, separation, uh, discretion. You know, we don't need, everything ain't for everybody. So definitely um, when it comes to kids, I just feel like as a parent, no, you really shouldn't be putting your child in that situation in the first place mm-hmm. where, you know, you're making money off of your body and sexual um, experiences and fantasies. You put a child in that arena, you really are setting it up for, I'm not saying that perpetrator is wrong, not wrong, but also common sense. Like, no, let's not do that. Uh, another reason I saw was also that people are just genuinely shy. Have you ever met mm-hmm. a shy sex worker? 
I have a lot of I had a lot of um girls when um when I first started picking up numbers on Twitter, you know, a lot of us um communicate, DM each other, asking each other kind of for tips and pointers on how to move forward with everything um when you're trying to navigate sex work because honestly there's no orientation or training oh, for no, this. No, there is not. It's, it's there is no orientation or training. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like a you know a build your own job this is what you want to do so there really is no no handbook manual for how to navigate sex work and doing that so you know people when they I feel like when you're not sure if you want to do it you'll go anonymous first <laughs> just to see if you can I do recommend that I, yeah that's a good yeah, that's a good right out as an anonymous person that's a good that's like a good tip and just like kind of break those jitters get used to yourself seeing what you can and can't do on camera getting your angles together even if your face not in it that's smart exactly but like i was saying um you know just starting out you have to make sure that you're comfortable with yourself before everything else so if being comfortable means you have to go anonymous just to get your you know get your balls up (laughs) get your balls growing that's cool do what you got to do because the beautiful thing like i always say i think the most beautiful thing about sex work is you create your own rules it's whatever the fuck you want to do you make how much you get paid you make who you deal with all this great things and I feel like you know I would wish that for everyone that I'm around like if you are comfortable with making that your lifestyle go and do it like it's so good here it's, it, you'll love it here right <laughs> oh, of course I love you you'll love it here in the world it's like the wild wild west in, in a way because everything is, yeah. is up for grabs as long as you're willing to put in the work <laughs> exactly and that's so true like I feel like it's funny that people get mad about like the success stories about sex workers. They're like, well, I didn't make that much. Well, girl, you, you not her. <laughs> you didn't set your prices of what she set her. Like, we're two different people. Results may vary, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we understand why people wouldn't show face. And it's kind of, I mean, I understand it. As a sex worker, it's a, it's a lot. It's a taboo. You know, it's not something that's normally accepted by society just yet. Do you think we're going to ever get to the point where sex work is, like, normalized? Do you think we're on our way there? I think we're going to get to a point where it's going to become less of a conversation. I think it's going to become a point Mm. where it's going to be normalized and it's going to be perfectly fine. But I think it's going to be a situation where it's going to be like, okay, moving on now. Um, I don't think... Like telling somebody you're... Exactly, exactly. Uh, Not the worst thing in the world quote unquote, but it's not going to be something Mm -hmm. that's going to be praised upon, if that makes sense. Uh That definitely, yeah, I feel the exact same way. I I think that's a a good point. I don't know if I feel like music will somehow change that narrative, though. Like, I think music is the only reason why we're going to get there. I think we're going to have all these parties and you have Meg and Flo Millie and uh, you have all these, yeah, exactly, all these other, (laughs) I was about to say Sweetie, but I I had to think about it for a second. Um, You know, being perfectly fine, like talking about their sexuality, but I don't think it's for sex work. I think it's going to be about women being sexual. And I think that's Mm -hmm. going to be the huge difference. It's always going to be fine to be, it's going to be more fine to be sexual. People are going to probably destigmatize it but i don't think it's going to be a situation where we're going to be having sex work perfectly fine i don't think you know you're going to put it as your uh as your title when you're going and putting in for a rental for a new apartment <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you know the, the reason why i say that is because because let's be real here sex work is predominantly women 
it's still going to be an empowering mm-hmm. factor. And the, it, that still has to be a level of control in the society, right? They're not going to be mm-hmm. able to say, oh, she's a sex worker. Let, like, she's making a shit ton of money. You're not going to want to accept it. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think exactly, that's the exactly point true. and then it's going to plateau. <laughs> I think so too, especially. And you know what made me think about that as well? What's really funny is we have this escalation of raunchy sexualized music from mm-hmm. women um, you know, men are, you know, embracing kind of the OnlyFans type of situations, you know, talking about spending money on women, pussy, all that good stuff. And we really kind of <laughs> talked about this shit all the time in music. It's so normalized in music that it's nothing to talk about in music. Yep. Then you go on Instagram where this music is being promoted Same. and an actual sex worker can't even post <laughs> a fucking thirst trap. So what really is it? Which player are we Damn talking about? Like, do y'all want us to be nasty or not? Yeah, exactly. Like, it just leaves us in a kind of limbo. It's like, well, we just, I don't know. We're trying to get in where we fit in. But I do really, really, really love how 2020 being the shittiest year of time, all time, even though it was pretty shitty, we all kind of found a way to be creative and do more. And sex workers that were already sex workers had all, you know, all these new people come in on their platforms and basically take over. I'm beyond. It's like new hoes took over. Yes. So <laughs> you see old hoes still getting bread because they found ways to be more creative and still, you know, pave ways, do new things. Um and get their money and still stand out within the crowd. I love that. Like sex work, it's like it's definitely the table that everybody can eat at. Like literally, I said that in one of my episodes. It's like you will find you can definitely find a niche. Like if you like sucking dick and like fucking getting grapes thrown at your head or something there's literally a nigga that probably beats off to that shit every day like he loves watching them damn grapes hit your head while you got a dick no matter what somebody's gonna pay for the weirdest shit somebody's gonna pay for it i think that's the most beautiful shit in the world (laughs) i think that's so great i want to talk about why people do show face um and i actually had a trans like a transitional tweet because it was a guy that um, responded to my tweet when I was asking mm-hmm. on Twitter. And he said he was faceless. Then he started posting regular pictures on Twitter. And his fans actually reacted saying, like, he's handsome, you fine. Like, <laughs> niggas getting tits off his face. He didn't even know he I could mean... do that. <laughs> so he said um, he had more loyal fans asking um, to see his face and like his whole body on OnlyFans. So recently he was just like, fuck it. He going to give the people what they want. Yeah, do that shit. <laughs> like that. And I feel like um, just like we were saying with the, you know, for starters, going yeah. anonymous just to get your bearings together and really test yeah. the waters. I feel like that was his case. He was like, oh, I want to do it, but I'm not sure how well it's going to go. And then probably one day he was like, shit, I'm going to just sneak this video in here show a little face because I'm kind of cute today you know you probably had a fresh cut or something probably (laughs) because the amount of times that I have almost posted a photo that actually isn't cut with my head out on the timeline (laughs) and I've been like crap 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 no it probably was he accidentally posted it and then he didn't even realize everyone was just like ooh you look cute and then he's just getting gassing them up and honestly I think that's the best way to do I should have asked him what right. the initial <laughs> post was yeah <laughs> like, like how, how did, what, what did you have to do to get <laughs> <laughs> did somebody like out you or what like how did this happen but yeah like I think that's cool like um that's definitely a sex worker post like my fans said they like it yeah. so I did it and <laughs> that's just that's just how we got here I feel like I 
did finally come into just face showing sex work or non-anonymous sex work um let's face it like like I look nice sometimes so like my face is definitely a selling point this is where I get most of my money uh when I'm like looking at a camera and winking I literally have people tweeting me talking about some where was the wink (laughs) we wanted to see you wink that's that, that has nothing to do with my tits my ass my pussy nothing they wanted to see me wink in a video. I mean, hey, like the fans what? want what the fans know what the fans <laughs> want, right? But they know what they want. But that's how I get my bread, you know. Like it's just like that's part of my thing. Yeah. Um, my face has really come a part of my shtick. Scares me, right? But like because on mm-hmm. OnlyFans, like I have such loyal followers, I can I can have a day mm-hmm. where I don't look my best, right? But because right. on the timeline. You know, it's just such a vast wasteland of selfies and tits and this or that. I don't need my face that I decided not to put makeup on today. My, <laughs> my wig's not fully sitting on right. You know, I, right. I don't want that to be the reason why I don't get a subscriber that day or I don't get a follow that day, you know, because I don't need people going in my That's comments going like, ooh, point. you know, that hair don't look right. That's not what you're trying to look at. Look at my tits, damn it. <laughs> I am down here, <laughs> not up here. <laughs> I, I totally feel you on that. And that was my question. So, and I feel like we have different, um, I feel like we probably have different experiences mm-hmm. with that. Whereas, you know, you don't want to have to worry about your face. Yeah. Me, it's like, I show y'all when I'm fucking dolled up. Y'all see me when I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and decided to fuck. Like, <laughs> Y'all gonna see every inch of me. <laughs> if I committed to this, I'm gonna stay with my chest. Y'all gonna see all aspects of my mother, period. Like, <laughs> and I feel like that also creates a relationship with my fans in a way because you're one seeing me when I'm really performing. Yeah. Like, you know, when I really decided to, this was my content day. <laughs> I'm gonna set up the tripod, do beat my face, and do all this extra yeah. shit. Y'all, y'all see me when I'm really truly performing. And then you also see me when these are intimate, random, sporadic, quick, you know, I was about to fuck type things where I didn't look the best. <laughs> but I feel like that also, that gives me more bread because it's like, I'm a real person. I'm not some unattainable Dumb. porn star. I'm <laughs> a fine ass IG model. I'm your next door neighbor that look kind of busted in the morning sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I can be everybody. <laughs> I'm your dream girl. So versatile. <laughs> um, when you are anonymous, do you feel like you have less of a, an advantage than non-anonymous sex workers? Or do you feel like it's like a level playing field because niggas are just horny? And they uh, no, there's, there's definitely a lot. Uh, I say that you kind of have to do twice as much work because sure. first you have to make sure that the content you put out uh, is able like, you know, is comfortable for you, Um, you know, work on the angles that are mm-hmm. going to be, which angle is going to be dope that works that also doesn't sell my face. Uh, but also how does it like, how is mm-hmm. it going to be fine that it works on OnlyFans, you know, like all these things. I specifically have days that I only shoot content for the timeline and only shoot content for OnlyFans because that's how it has to be. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Also, and at this point, you have to shoot new content for Instagram oh, as well. Yeah, because... yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Exactly, you know? <laughs> and here we are, three days out of seven. But that also, like, mm-hmm. uh, right. I also know that, like, I am limited when it comes to content partners. It's mm-hmm. hard to convince someone that wants to work with you that does show their face, that has 
all this leeway and you don't show your face. And I don't wear a mask because honestly, my head's a little too big for a mask. I just think I don't like masks. I think they're not. I don't think they are. I mean, there are some cute ones, but like I don't have the bread, nor do I really want to spend the bread to get a mask that I would. You know, and I honestly, sometimes (laughs) I don't even remember like half of my stuff. Like I would rather just not have to worry about also adding a mask. And Mm -hmm. so I've gotten a little bit more creative about this situation. I now have my curly Q wig. She's a big. I saw that picture. It's adorable though. You remind me of um, Garnet from from Steven Universe. I think you're so cute. I, I got my curly Q wig and she works really well for a lot of things, but she doesn't work for other things like it's difficult to do certain positions that you know if i'm giving head i promise mm-hmm. you won't see the you won't see any dip <laughs> right right um she is covering up the dick mm-hmm. goddamn <laughs> like, see, see, these are all things that i have to also think of you know when i'm doing promo right what are mm-hmm. the best photos that i can figure out that are not repetitive poses that don't show my face um, they don't understand how much goes into this stuff no. plus like think about it this way like yeah. how many this is where we kind of separate in like the black and white situation because how many sure. black anonymous uh, accounts do you see in the three in the in the 300 in the 100 case right mm. uh, <laughs> i don't know um almost. the only one i can think of is gibby Give me the clown. Yeah, that is right, the only right, one right. that I can think of. I, there are a couple others that are I. The only when it comes to like women content creators, all of the ones that don't show face that I know are white. Yeah, because I'm busting my brain trying to think of anyone else to like even attempt to prove you wrong, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, and that's the truth. And it's like I, I feel like we're we have a billion anonymous um black sex workers because we all scared we're gonna lose our jobs tbh like (laughs) we ain't playing no games like women i feel like white people in general not you know male or female it's just like white people in general they do have the luxury of not having to worry as much and it's like you know you can literally do whatever you want like wasn't it one like the girl the white girl she was like a a teacher or oh something? yeah i mean how or many, like she was in mean? school or something and she was <laughs> a nurse they're not getting paid enough yeah they they have to supplement their jobs because their jobs aren't going to pay them so only fans is coming through and filling in where the void is and then when it comes out that they're making money that right. is equal to if not more than what their job is not paying them their job feels insecure we're going to use that word <laughs> insecure corporations <laughs> right and then, the, and then they lose their jobs yeah. and now now they're back to square one um and, and like mm-hmm. we're back into that whole situation of the the whole stigma of sex we have a lot to unpack here america yes. and i need us to unpack it a little bit sooner <laughs> than later <laughs> it's it's hard to navigate um either or especially as a black woman i feel like we have all the it's like we not to sound like pessimistic or stuff, anything like that, but it's like we can never have nice things. <laughs> like it's like we have to fight and do do the most to like excel anywhere. So, you know, and even if we wanted to excel in sex work, it's like no, you can't excel in sex work because that's going to make yeah. you a hoe. Like that was the point. <laughs> Being a hoe was so that was terrible. the point of it all. <laughs> oh the Lord. This was that was the point of it all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what what have been some benefits for you um as far as staying anonymous? Um, 
do, have you like capitalized in any way or do you feel like you had a one-up <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean I, I've been way more creative being anonymous like, I would I don't know I would have ever mm-hmm. figured out like ooh, let me try a wig as a as a mask you know like I, I've, <laughs> I've learned how to master my angles I'm gonna say to make myself in certain ways more appealing for the masses I've loved Mm -hmm. that also I I'm not as as a sex worker is going to sound ridiculous but like I'm not huge about being known like it is not my end game to be a porn star I'm not I'm I I don't Mm -hmm. care for awards and this or that because I'm doing it because I'm having fun I'm doing it because also if I wasn't doing it in front of the camera I'd still be getting sex and still be getting paid Um, (laughs) I'd still be doing it (laughs) for me that's that's just never like notoriety has never been a thing for me so it's it's really comfortable when I go Mm -hmm. down the street and this or that and I'm hanging out and I don't have to worry about random people coming up to me like oh I know you Mm -hmm. I don't I don't I, I like my personal space I like knowing that when I enter into making content I'm in my content sphere and I'm with my content people and I do like that sure um, but like, but the biggest thing has always been about my creativity and, you know, being forced to be more creative because I'm not showing my face and doing other things that you wouldn't see me do if I were. Mm. I like that. I feel like you're taking this kind of, you know, just basically taking the light, your lifestyle into yeah. your own hands. You're, you're defining your, <laughs> <laughs> your sex work. And that's beautiful. I wish I, there was a way to gauge this. But I don't know, this just popped in my head. Like, I was wondering, do you get asked? Because I know you and I, neither of us, us do mm-hmm. full service sex work. Um, we don't do meets yeah. or, you know, link with anyone. Um, basically, mm-hmm. real prostitution. So, with that being said, <laughs> we still get asked for prostitution on the daily. all the time. On the daily. Do you? And honestly, I'm so <laughs> yeah. confused. I was about to say, how often do you get I'm, asked I'm with so no confused. face? Like, I would feel like it would it would click in somebody's head that you don't want to be seen if your face is not showing on your page. I that means I definitely <laughs> don't want to touch you in person. I, <laughs> How often do you I, get asked? I, I, I have to close my DMs because of it. Like it was a little aggressive oh because people weren't getting it. And <laughs> it always confuses me. All right, like I get when you see someone's full face, you you get to know them that you you know you're attracted to that person and I'm cool with that if you want to just fuck my tits cool (laughs) right (laughs) cool right let's go there but you're 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 attracted to chest down but chest up could look like a whole different person it doesn't but it could (laughs) yes (laughs) it doesn't but it could I don't understand like I, yeah, that doesn't I, make let's be real sense. here. It's like, like it, it's not just men. I also get meetup asks from couples and women. Um, but like when people are attracted, mm-hmm. they're gonna ask. That's just how it is. But you don't even know if yeah, I'm attractive, I mean, dog. That's not what's leading them, though. You know, that's not, not, <laughs> not what you know for a fact that their eyes and their brain isn't what's texting you asking for a meetup. It's their sexual parts. It's their exciting <laughs> part. Definitely. And that's a, that's like the same situation as niggas hollering at you with your uh, mask on when you're going outside because of Corona. It's like, sir, I don't have any teeth. Under this I will mask. be in a mask. I will be with sunglasses and I will be in a hat. And then someone will be like, smile, beautiful. How? How do you know? How do you know I'm not smiling? <laughs> 
I've been cheating this entire time, you weirdo. <laughs> like, I'm very high right now, actually. I was like, smiling the whole time. No, they just know. It's like, 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 a sex worker mm-hmm. did respond to my question and she said that she mm-hmm. does show face now. Um, and this is her tweet. She said, I didn't want to lead a double life. Also wanted to break some shame ceilings within my life with my family and my community. Um, she says that she uses showing her face and her sex work as a way to use um, to own her life mm-hmm. in her past. She was actually a former sex slave. Um, she said that she first came to Twitter with the plan of speaking her truth um, on her platform but she hasn't gone through with that yet that's very powerful to me Um, and yeah that's really powerful to me because you know not only are you taking into consideration that Mm -hmm. one you have a past like a serious past (laughs) like a serious past where you know it's traumatizing be real about it that being a sex with somebody that's traumatizing so being able to kind of rewrite your narrative, one, as a sex worker, yeah. not a slave, let's mm-hmm. get into that first. Like now you're getting paid for your services, whatever that may be, <laughs> ma'am or sir. Um, you know, that's that's a great thing, um, you know, moving forward from a tra- traumatizing past to basically boss up your life. That's beautiful. And then two, to use your platform and show your face even with your past. That's brave as fuck. And you're inspiring others, especially people that know um, what you had to go through. That's, you know, sex work is inspirational. It's not just nasty, and <laughs> that's a beautiful moment. Like there's so much. Yeah, it's not exactly. Sex. When it's you know talking to someone, you know, like I consider everything that has to do sexual, you know, bartenders. I would consider them mm-hmm. semi junior sex workers. You know, strippers. Uh, call center, like the phone caller girls, cam girls, all of those. Phone yeah. sex even girls. even some some mm-hmm. types of sex educators, I would consider them sex workers. Some of them, mm-hmm. um, because we have the people, we have the people <laughs> that are specifically focused on like educating about pleasure and this or that, and they do it in like more visual kind of mm-hmm. tactile forms. You know, Inside. and then you have like the oh. doctoral ones, and those you will just leave them as teachers. But so like mm-hmm. like. like there's so much under sex work that's just not actual penetration of sex and I think that's beautiful do you have any like common issues like something that you think is an ongoing issue for you as an anonymous sex worker like I think something that just will never change like it's just going to be your struggle for being an anonymous Um, sex worker besides like running out of poses <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's making sure and the protocol that I have to go through. Like that's that's my biggest issue, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to collaborating with other people, I have to make sure that I tell them up front, hey, like I'm fine to do sexual situations with you, and I'm fine to make content with you, but you have to remember, like you cannot show it on the timeline. Like in all of my model releases, it's in. There. On the you, timeline, you cannot yeah. show it on the like I put out so many different texts and this or that that's why I always make sure I do all of my promo content and send it out to the people that I work with because I just have to make sure um and so that's just extra work for me mm-hmm. 
but I it's just things that need to be done for now. Maybe one day I will choose to also show mm-hmm. my face on the timeline, but like for now, not. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like, do you ever intend on just kind of break it down and doing that, or is that just going to be your thing for as long as you're every day? It gets a little bit more work. frustrating. <laughs> every, exactly. every day, <laughs> I'm just like, no, fuck. Like, let me just post this picture and see how it goes, right? Because <laughs> you're working too damn hard right exactly, now. <laughs> right? And when you see like new yeah. sex workers come through. And it's not necessarily that they're doing more or less than you, but their followings are going up twice as fast as yours because they see face, right? And it, and it does become mm-hmm. kind of like a self-confidence thing. Like, am I, am I really doing enough? Am I doing, like, is my work not coming in the way that it's supposed to be? Or is it actually fine? You know, you go through all these things that mentally mm-hmm. you have to fight with yourself, <laughs> and just kind of accept no right. you just gotta go with the time some days we get little bursts and you get 300 followers today and tomorrow you might just get two it, it just really kind of got accept with it and that's just know cool. that that's just how sex work kind of goes especially when it comes to following right and I think I I know for sure when I first started out um what 2018 yeah. trying to seriously get into it I got so discouraged. Like, I was just yeah. like, it's just not working for me. And that's when I yeah. did try to do anonymous sex work. And I was just like, I don't know what else to do. And it was to the point where Ooh. I wasn't even doing promo, though. It was like, I'm sneaking <laughs> DMing niggas my links directly. And that's the only way you're going to know that I have an OnlyFans or if yeah. I texted it to you or something like that. That's the only way you knew. So it was just a hot mess. Like, that, that was way too much for me. Um, and then finally just kind of breaking down and be like, all right, look, we're going to take these pictures. We're going to drop these videos and not edit shit. And it's going to be what it is. Um, but I said, you know, being a hoe from Jump Street anyway, like I've been fucking since I was 16. So and probably taking pictures and recording myself mm-hmm. since I was like 18 or 17. So I've made peace with myself. Just like, I'm pretty sure my nudes and some more shit are probably already <laughs> floating around the internet. At least within my goddamn city. I know they went around the city for sure. So it's just like you kind of make peace with that because you're already there. You know, you're already there. So it's like whatever. Um, now, the only thing I also didn't want to, I wanted to do it honestly was because of my family. Growing up, my dad, I never really, we didn't have the best relationship as far as me and sex were concerned. Like me and my dad always used to bump head somehow relating to me having sex so um I would definitely never have just outright been like yo I'm sucking dick on the internet now so that's that on that like that's how I got some money to give you (laughs) like you know like we've come so far from like how horrible our relationship was but we're still not at the level where I feel completely comfortable talking about literally everything I do with him like I do with my mom because of course my mom's a woman and it's my mom like you know that's my bestie so um when i when I first like I was face out on OnlyFans and everything on Twitter when I started going hard um March 2020 sorry um so I was doing all that and my face was out but I was like I know I'm you know posting regularly on OnlyFans and I'm doing FaceTime sessions and I'm doing custom videos and all this extra shit um, but I'm not going to say shit to my parents unless they get some real bread like until I start making some real money we always need to have the proof in the pudding before we say something right like you always gotta have right. to, like this is why right. i'm not a doctor a lawyer an accountant 
this is why, because I'm filling six figures when I'm sucking dick as opposed to, right? <laughs> you always have to have that justification before yeah, right. you can go to your parents exactly. and be like, so here's what's going on. Right. Like, uh, by the way, so um, one day I went to my mom's house. Um, I was looking about like 30 minutes away from her. So I'd go to her house like every other weekend or so. And I went to her house for dinner. And I was like, look, I just got to tell you something. All right. I have an OnlyFans, like, mm-hmm. I basically do porn, and I get paid for it. She was like, I'm glad you told me before I found out <laughs> from anyone else. Huh. And I'm like, dog, thank you. <laughs> like, that's all I need to hear. Um, but I feel like that was so beautiful because, and, you know, of course, be safe. My mom was like, you know, I, I've done everything as a child yeah. that my parents asked me to do. Got good grades in high school, went to college on my own. I don't live with my parents. I have my own everything. There's literally nothing that they ask of me that I haven't already done. So with that being said, when I'm like, I'm doing porn, she's like, okay, well, you a grown ass woman, you know, be safe. Thank you for telling me. Yeah, she was like, and thank you for telling me. She was like, um, because she would just be hurt, you know, to think that somebody could just come up to her and be like, hey, tomorrow's on the internet doing this, that, and third. And then my mom stuck on stupid, like, well, I didn't know when she's hiding shit from me now. Like, nah. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Now, the way my fucking daddy found out, <laughs> it's completely different. And like I said, keep in mind, we never had the best yeah. relationship when it came to me and sex. So I go to my mother's house one day. And mind you, my parents are divorced. So my parents live in two different areas. Um, I see my mom more than I see my father because my mom is more conveniently located. <laughs> So, with that being said, I'll, you know, talk to my, you know, FaceTime my dad every now and then or talk to him every other day on the phone. But anyways, I talk to my parents basically every other day or every day. So, at this time, me and my dad were cool, we're cordial. Every time he calls me, we're kicking it up on the phone, crying, laughing, everything's normal, you know, cool. So, I go to my mom's house one day on the weekend. And I'm like, hey, dinner time, blah, blah, blah. My mom's like, oh, I was telling my mom I was going to. This mm-hmm. is before I went to Miami to shoot. So, I was like, mom, I'm going to Miami um, to shoot. Just want to let you know, you know, safety stuff. She's like, okay, cool. <laughs> Does your dad know what you do? I was like, I didn't tell him. Did you tell him? She was like, no. I was like, okay, well, then I guess he don't know. She was mm-hmm. like, well, tomorrow he knows. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, wait. I was like, did you tell him? She was like, no, nah, I didn't say nothing to him. I was like, I wouldn't have known he did that he knew because yeah. every time we talk, it's normal. Like, he never made it like, oh, we need to talk about nothing. Like, it was never weird. So I was like, yo, what? Oh, no. He found it on Pornhub, didn't he? <laughs> she was like, yeah. I was like, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Yes. she was like my dad was like he saw my video it is a video i had on for him it is taken down now so don't try, wow. don't try to find no free porn because it's not there. i mean i can uh-uh. get it though i but... can get it though because now you can <laughs> always go back and be like so what were you doing on Pornhub?" no that was my initial response so she was like my dad apparently got on Pornhub, about to <laughs> scroll and find some shit to be nasty too so he like he click um he like scrolls past the video and the trailer starts playing or whatever and he's like <laughs> I know that room not even the person in the video he know the fucking room child talking about some is that a kid cutie poster in the corner oh, I said, oh no she was like she was like that's how my father found out so and we ended up just chopping it up about mm-hmm. it and we literally like smoked together and just talked about it my dad was like I can't even get mad at you. 
Because the same shit you doing right now is the same shit I was doing in the 90s yeah. with Kim Court. And I was like, that's the realest yeah. shit I've ever heard in my life, bro. Like, the growth of my father, you know, from, you know, basically condemning me to hell when he found out I lost my virginity to now accepting that wow. I'm a sex worker consecrator wow. is really crazy. Basically, with that being said, my story with my parents finding out about my sex work is like, I feel what? like the world's most unstoppable bitch. Like, nobody can shame me for what I do because the people that literally gave me life are accepting and supportive of what I do. My parents told me they're proud of me every day. If it's not about me traveling to shoot, they're happy to see me (laughs) get the fuck out of where the fuck I came from. If it's not me doing this podcast, talking about me sucking dick, they are proud of that too. My dad literally just sent me an article about good podcast mics and cameras that I need to look into. And I just, it's so beautiful to see that support. Um, And that's really why I have this podcast to share that love and support for everybody who feels like they're alone um, in this journey. Because you're not. Like, we we probably all have been in the same situation in some kind of way. Like, whatever your home life situation is, there is another sex worker, whole best friend in your head, walking around that had to go through the same shit. Like, we're all in this together. We're all a family. And I feel like even though we can't get that support from our immediate family members... We can mm-hmm. create that environment where we're supporting each other, whether it is anonymous or non-anonymous. Like we're going to support each other to grow and do what makes us happy, you know, safe and I makes do. us money. So shout out to mm-hmm. my OGs, my parents. Like mm-hmm. those, those, they're the real niggas, like for real. And we're we're wrapping up now. Um, what would be a piece of advice to someone starting out? Definitely start out anonymous, right? Sure. Um, <laughs> other than that, my get creative. Um, whether it's how you are anonymous, how your poses, and don't be afraid to kind of do anything out there because it ends up in mm-hmm. your benefit. Yes. Right? Like taking risks, safe ones, creative risks <laughs> is is always a good mm-hmm. thing to do because now even if it doesn't work out well, you'll be like, okay, well, it's not going to work out or I didn't feel I didn't feel comfortable doing this. Um, so now I'm not going to do it again. And now if someone else comes to you and asks the question, you already have the answer to right. it. Other than that, being anonymous is also mm-hmm. knowing that you still have to not be anonymous in certain other ways. You have to have your own system. Um, I have, like, if right. I'm shooting content with someone, there are three people that always know where I am. And at least when you're making content mm-hmm. with people... Um, and you are showing face, if something goes wrong, other people can po- can point it out, right? If you're anonymous, no one's really going to be able to mm-hmm. put two and two together. <laughs> I have my right. core group of people who are always going to be there for me. They're always going to be like, mm, that didn't look right. That, mm. I know that, but <laughs> I know that ass yeah, right that's, there. That, that's not supposed to be there. That, that's not supposed <laughs> to be on that page right there. So y'all need I'll to take you that down. Do that definitely sure I feel like um definitely starting Mm -hmm. anonymous is something that we can both agree on um nine times out of ten it's going to be to your benefit um and I feel like with me being non-anonymous um it's cool when I choose to crop my fucking face out of pictures (laughs) like they go crazy on that like I know I'll just post like a full body Mm -hmm. nude and they're like oh we're looking at your curves and everything else now because my face is obviously not a distraction now so I think that's cool too Mm -hmm. you can learn you know choose to switch it up if you wanted to are there any tips 
um, that you would pass on to anyone that wants to find kind of success in anonymous sex work. And I know that kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, starting out. Those are, you know, good starter tips. But anyone that's basically anonymous now. Is- Don't be afraid to show your personality in your tweet. So when what you lack in Ooh. face showing, pop a, pop, a, pop a wild tweet out. Sometimes people want to see the Hell personality yeah. come through in the, the text. Uh, you know, like you know, <laughs> just show your personality <laughs> in other ways that you don't necessarily need to rely on your face for, and that would be my biggest thing for people who are starting. Yeah, that was a great mm-hmm. tidbit, Jay. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And that was my last yeah. question for you. We had an amazing discussion. <laughs> it was an amazing podcast episode. <laughs> we did that, girl. Ooh, thank you for having oh, me. Thank you so much for coming to the Playhouse with <laughs> me, your whole best friend in your head, girl. Thank you for all of your hard work in the background on the podcast um if you want go ahead and drop your socials and all your good good stuff where can we find you i'm jj love free on twitter (laughs) on instagram um onlyfans.com slash jj love free i think that's all that i do on social wise yeah and then for like anything that's like my producer stuff Mm -hmm. if you want to see the content (laughs) that i do for other sex workers and also my promo stuff for this podcast it's all going to be on jj love me yeah yes no problem thank you so much jay it was a pleasure speaking (laughs) with you boo i'll talk to you probably tomorrow day after that every day (laughs) love you love thank you guys so much for coming to the playhouse All right, my loves, I hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up some of the gems we dropped today. As always, you can follow all Playhouse updates on Instagram at Mother's Playhouse and on Twitter at Mother's Playhouse X. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at XMotherXX. Can't wait to talk to you all soon in Mother's Playhouse. See ya.